The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, season 19, episode number 82. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. We got our full crew back in here. I do not have my full voice back yet, though, but we're going to power through again today and talk a little Cowboys football with you guys. I got uh, during the mid portion of the show, we're going to get into uh, what I call our final trimester preview Hmm. uh, for the final five games of the season. I got some questions for these guys to help set that all up. Uh, We'll do some player evaluations. There are some players that uh, I think we haven't talked about enough uh, that I think maybe we should have some conversations about. And I'm going to throw out some names and toss it up and let these guys go, which they do so well. And uh, we'll have a little lab coat in the final segment. I'm sure Patrick is ready for that. And if he's not, he's got like about 40 minutes to be able to prepare. Always ready, my friend. All right, cool. And I have a game which you made me prepare for. Wait, back up, back up. I thought we did the game yesterday. No, no, don't back up. Did we do the game yesterday? No, Derek. We didn't go to her in the final segment for the game. No, we did questions we did, and we took questions. questions. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna rush through this. So we can so get to the game. Is, this, this is what I gotta deal with. <laughs> but it, it's okay because we all know you, and we know you didn't fully prepare for this show today. So we so. have between Patrick and I enough stuff <laughs> <Absolutely>. to get with the lab coat and then yeah, the yeah. little yeah, but yeah. mine is a short game it's nothing okay. too wild well you know the interesting thing is like everybody everybody in the whole world should have an amber in their life because I don't care what you do and what you accomplish they will make sure you never ever ever humility. think too much of yourself humility so I thank Amber for being yes. that person in my life you need an amber in your and, life and, and for people Real quick, real quick, before right before the show started that we went on air, I'm minding my own business, looking stuff up on my laptop, and Derek just decides to close my laptop. So this is this is what this is what started. And so just so that people don't think I'm just uh, you know Uh, a big big meanie. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not. I'm just having my little sister around, so it becomes that, you know. It just it works. All right, let's talk uh, a little bit about Mr. Shaq Leonard. He makes a decision yesterday, he's gonna sign with the Philadelphia Eagles. What's your reaction? Um, I mean, you know, I wanted him here um, on record as wanting him here. Um, obviously, it goes without saying I don't like his decision, um, but I understand his decision just as I would have understood if he had chosen the Cowboys. Um, but he sat back and he watched um, the Eagles get demolished at Lincoln Financial Field by the 49ers, and that probably led to Sirianni, who has a pre-existing relationship with him from their time in Indianapolis, and Roseman calling him back up and maybe you know changing or you know making the parameters of their offer a little bit more attractive, and that might have been the tiebreaker um but i'm confident that the cowboys package as far as what they sold to him was an easy one we talked about what that involves and everything without getting back into that but you know he 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 chose a side so now the cowboys goal needs to be to make him regret his decision and i will also say that uh, while i was all in on adding Shaq leonard 
I'm still all in on what Marquise Bell does and, and you know, the continued growth of Damone Clark. And obviously I would like to see more um, from Rashawn Evans as far as impact goes. The workload is there. The snap count is there. But I want to see as time goes if he can continue to grow in Dan Quinn's system. So it's not, not having Shaq Leonard is not going to be anything that costs the Cowboys the season, I don't believe. But having him would have definitely been that luxury item that would have possibly taken them over the top is how I look at it. Could have uh, could have absolutely used him. Yeah, could have absolutely used him because I think it would have freed up Bell to do some other things that you probably need to figure out. Uh, the safety group has not played up to the standards that it needs to uh, defensively. I mean, when they're really good on defense, it's their safety. They're really good up the middle of the field, and right now, I think they're struggling a little bit with that. With right now, and I think that would have allowed Bell to maybe have some other responsibilities, not taking him off the field, but maybe you put him out there uh, in a situation where uh, now he's in coverage with tight ends. Maybe you put him in a situation where he's dealing with backs. Maybe you're using him as a spy uh, for some stuff, but you free him up. Uh, Leonard would have come in, you know, absolutely would. I think he would have helped you in the run defense aspect of it. He's got length. He's got ability to play downhill. He's a sideline to sideline guy. Um, You know, maybe the metrics are not totally positive for him, but I think it's a better option because I think it would have freed up some other players to do some things. I don't think this came down to money. I think it came down to really what – he viewed as an opportunity. The Eagles are right. probably a little bit more banged up at linebacker than you are. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and maybe he wanted just to, you know, maybe he, he had that relationship with with Nick Sirianni from his days in Indianapolis. He also had a relationship with a couple of the Cowboy players. But, you know, it just at the end of the day, it's not going to work out for you that way. Both teams wanted this guy. Uh, and I think that's something you don't lose focus of. Uh, if people, you know, if you're one of those fans that say, oh, well, the injuries and all that, I don't want the guy. Well, your front office wanted this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, don't forget that. You can, you, can, you can push it off however you want. He made the decision. The Cowboys wanted this guy. The, the Philadelphia Eagles wanted this guy. He chose Philadelphia. That was his decision. I think, like Patrick said, I think the Cowboys made a generous offer to him. It's a one-year deal. And but we'll see. Uh, you know, the playing time will probably be more for him in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and maybe that's the decision that he made, and that's what he based it on. I, I don't think the Cowboys have anything to be ashamed of or embarrassed by. Players makes decisions all the time. He had he was holding all the cards here, but make no bones about it. Both teams wanted this guy, mm-hmm. and they were willing to put aside a lot of injury history. Yes, indeed, mm-hmm. to get this guy, and that's not something that always is done in this front office. They believe in Jim Maurer. They believe in Britt Brown. You know, they believe in all this. And when they say, hey, he's got this, but we'll sign off on it, you're damn straight. The Cowboys wanted this guy. It just didn't work out this time. Uh, not me. I was like, whatever, bro. Didn't even want you anyways. <laughs> Didn't even want you anyway. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, I completely agree with everything you guys said. And I thought it was going to be one of those uh, done deals, especially after the loss yeah. against the Eagles. I'm like, oh, why'd you, why'd you want to go play there? But that's you know? exactly why. No, I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. Um, no, uh, Good luck to, and I got his decision, whatever, but it's one of those things, okay, 
I'm glad now we can move forward. Mm. And it's not one of those that keep, I mean, you can't really drag it out because it's December and mm. you got to make you a decision. Get. But it, I'm just glad it wasn't one of those situations where you're, it goes into like now one week turns into two weeks type of situation, which we have gone through Odell with Beckham different players kind of around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you know, one of the interesting things is uh, if, if the reports are accurate, one of the reasons why he, he was kind of falling out in, 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 Indy is because he wanted to play more. He wanted right. to be a three mm-hmm. three down player, and he had been reduced to basically being a two down player. Right. And if you start thinking about how the Cowboys match up, my suspicion is he probably would have been used as a two down player, player here yeah. in Dallas. Uh, that they would have had safeties on the field on third down, and and so maybe that was the difference. Maybe that was the instance where he's like, I kind of left that because that's not what I wanted. I don't know that I want to go back into that. Uh, that type of situation when that's really what I was trying to get away from in Philadelphia with all the injuries they had, they may not have any choice but to play him on all three downs yeah. and it gives him an opportunity to do what he thinks he can still do. So yeah, look all the way around. And I heard you say this on uh, 105.3 the fan yesterday, Brian, I think it's this two point that nobody really knows other than him, but I do think relationships matter. Yeah. I think he's got some relationships up there that he doesn't necessarily have here. Um, and I think that makes a difference. And I, and I do believe that's also a part of it. I haven't talked to Shaq Leonard, but I would guess that as, as it would be for any of us, yeah. when you have relationships going into a work environment, it makes the work environment better. Right. Yeah. It makes you you can trust that person a little bit more because, you know, them, you have history with them. So 100 percent. I think ultimately for him, it probably was a 51 49 type deal. I think he legitimately went into this past weekend as a 50 50 coming out of both the visits from here and in Philly. And he just wanted to watch the games and see how things transpired, have a couple more conversations with the, the people he has relationships with. And then ultimately it was 51 49 Philly. And it, it probably likely went to relationships, but also the fact that, like you said, um, the Cowboys would like to have him here. The, the Eagles absolutely need him there. Um, and because they absolutely need him, he's virtually guaranteed to get on that field as a starter and get as many reps as he wants, which is what he was not getting in Indianapolis and which he was unsure that he would get in Dallas. He knows for a fact that he's going to get it in Philadelphia. So, yep. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and take a quick early a quick early break. We're going to come back. We're going to get into our final trimester preview. We'll do that in a second. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language, you must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Get a frame-worthy family holiday photo with Santa at the Star presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his cowboy-themed cottage in the Star District through December 24th. Book your visit before December 9th and save $5 with code STAR5. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa for more info. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment brought to you by blockchain.com. All right. Let's do our final trimester preview. Uh, I've got a list of four questions I'm going to ask you guys about the final five games of the season. Let's start with the first question. Who is the toughest opponent left on the schedule? you got Philadelphia at Buffalo, at Miami, and then Detroit. I'm not going to throw in Washington and mm-hmm. Washington right now. But let's talk about those four. Which is the toughest opponent left on the schedule? I'm going with Miami. Um, I think Miami is a is nightmare fuel as far as their offense is concerned. That speed at every position and their ability to to stretch you pre snap uh, laterally before they stretch you vertically, it's just it's dangerous stuff. And then you talk about Tyreek Hill, um, the only wide receiver that is worthy to be in the MVP conversation. And then the chemistry he and uh, and Tua have right now, uh, and Mike McDan- Mike McDaniel's uh, is doing some special stuff down there. In Miami, you talk about what Kyle Shanahan is doing out west with San Francisco. Well, McDaniel's is doing the same thing, uh, if not a little bit more creative down in, in Miami. So, um, I mean, obviously the, the Eagles are going to give you everything they got, but there's some familiarity there, right? You don't have that familiarity with with the Miami Dolphins. I'm not going to say the Buffalo Bills, they're up and down. I think you can handle that. The weather's going to be a factor, obviously, but, you know, Detroit Lions are going to give you a be a couple handfuls, actually. But for me, it's it's that Miami Dolphins game in Miami really jumps out. Get an idea? Well, she's not Internet. going to Miami, so I'm going to go with. No, I, I was <laughs> no, I was going to say they're. Miami is a very very competitive team, and they've caught everybody's attention. They've started changing things over there, and they're just. They're really good, yeah. and it's going to be one of those <laughs> yeah. things that the Cowboys do have to travel to their home, uh, which Miami, is the second Miami. weekend in the row. Yeah, second week. But so it's it's going to be a tough one, just given what we've seen the Cowboys do on the road, you know, against really good opponents. Mm-hmm. So that's mainly the reason why I would think they would be the toughest one. But Buffalo. Um, I'm going to hate that game. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. That's why you're going to hate it. Our last Buffalo trip was was, uh, terrible. We flew through like a tornado. (laughs) That trip was, everything was bad. It was the last one I went on ever. The weather can change, obviously, this far out, but I looked it up the other day. It doesn't look horrible for Buffalo in December. I think the high is in like the 40s, the low in the 30s. It was virtually little wind for them. It was like 9, 10 mile an hour wind uh, and no precipitation. You get that. In Buffalo in December, think of yourself as blessed. Like, that is a yeah. great day for football in Buffalo in December. Did so. you just jinx it? 
Please well, we'll see. Oh, this is, it, it's supposed oh, to snow earlier that week, but no snow by the end of the week. So oh, we'll I know. see. Our There's last the trip there, <laughs> and everything was the terrible, right, yeah. Brian? Bad trip. Bad trip. <laughs> bad trip all around, man. So bad, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> they yeah. drove, they drove me the, off the road. Was that the trip where you I like, did. I quit. came in my office and like, I quit. Derek, I'm not I'm done. I'm not going. Again. I go, you got to be. They go, hey, sorry, I switched to Spanish there for a second. Um, <laughs> Brian was like, if we land this plane here in Houston, I'm getting off Rob the Phillips plane. and I were. <laughs> I'm getting off the plane. I'm getting a rental car. And whoever wants to come with me can come, but I'm Rob's driving like, back to Dallas. Rob already hated flying. Yeah. Yeah. No, Rob so. and Brian, the two of them on a plane, like you experience some turbulence, you're going to start getting we flew, like, we, what the We heck? flew through oh. a tornado is what we did. We couldn't land in Dallas. <laughs> and the plane was- We were running out of gas. We were running out of gas. We had to fly, oh and, then we, and then we had to fly terrifying. back through. And we, we flew over Dallas to get to Houston. Yeah. So we couldn't land. So we had to fly. And I, I said, you open that door, I'm out of here. I, I will jump down. Down, off the thing, I will jump down and get a car. I'll walk the tarmac, and that was it. I told Derek, I said, "You got a beautiful studio here. We're going to start doing Cowboys playing those game shows in the studio." And he goes, "Oh, okay, it's not like a good idea, but um, it's Miami. Miami, they'll throw the ball and they won't let you throw the ball, and that's your two the two strengths right now. I mean, you got to play pass defense against Miami. You got to deal with their speed. It's very very tough. They're going to have to deal with your uh, your ability to rush the passer into a, in the way that." Very creative offense. We all kind of understand that with Miami. But defense, I don't think they get enough credit for their defense. Because they, they don't let you That's throw fair. the ball. Philly will let you throw the ball. Philly will let you throw the ball to the point where you can beat them throwing the ball. You know, So I kind of feel like Miami, not a common opponent. Not somebody you have a whole hell of a lot of confidence in. Uh, I think the last time we went there, Tony Romo got a win. Uh, when we went to the, that was one of the games we did. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's 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 Miami just because of how they are matchup wise, offense and defensively. Which is the most important game of those four? The one coming up on Sunday against the Eagles, um, especially with the Eagles suffering that loss against the 49ers. Now the Cowboys take care of business and split the series against the Eagles. Then effective Monday morning, the Cowboys have uh, first place uh, in the NFC. What is that tiebreak? Because at that point, well, they right will now, be tied. Well, and- it'd be division record because the Cowboys will have the lead 4-1 in the division, whereas the Eagles will be 3-2. So the, the Cowboys would have the division lead by yeah. virtue of that alone, yeah. and then it plays out from there. Yeah, And um, there would be no way for Philly to catch them unless Dallas well, there's a, there's, the there's, a, the there's a conference record thing, I think, that's involved. And then there's yeah. a strength of wins that are involved, too. Yeah. And they well, have it never a, gets to that. I'm saying it never yeah. gets to that as long as the Cowboys take care of business against Washington. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, strength of, there's, a, there's a component of this thing called strength of win, and they have a win against Kansas City. Yeah. You have a win against – because it's you really play common opponents. Yeah. It's throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you, so, just to be clear, though, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you said they, well, they have be, a they've already beat the Dolphins. In the, in the no, di- I said the Cowboys. Were you saying in the division they have a three-two record? They, no, they they're three. The Eagles are three and one in the division yeah. right now. If they lose to the Cowboys, Wait, they, who did they lose to in the division? Hold on, one they have not lost. They have not lost. No, no, no. Okay, so they'd be three and one in the Cowboys. Yeah, they're three and zero. They've got Dallas and so be three and one versus four and one. Cowboys would still take it because they have four wins versus three. Right, but they effectively the Eagles could tie that one up because if they would win the rest of their games in the division, then it would become down to those. Other right. tie breaks, right. which that's that's going to get real messy to figure out who would be the conference champion at that point. But mm-hmm. but I mean, oh, so division, division yeah. Right. So they they take the in the division on Monday if they 
take the win against the Eagles, yeah. 4-1 versus 3-1 in the division. And then things really get interesting because then you have to see what happens with the 49ers and a Seahawks team that looks like they're ready to play some football again. And then things just have to go out from there. And the Cowboys, we talked about strength of schedule going through the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Cowboys have a much tougher road. Who are we talking about yeah. after the Eagles? Buffalo and then Miami. And then you have the Detroit Lions the coming Detroit, to town. The Detroit yeah. game is the most important game. Detroit's the most important because that's I think that one's going to come down to maybe determining seating. Yeah. You know, when you start I to like talk that. about that, when, uh, you know, if you if you take care of business and you get through the Detroit game, now it's going to talk about can you find a way? Is there possibly get the one seat? Are we looking at maybe a two seat here? Yeah. So I think the Detroit because I think Detroit's one of those teams. You got to watch for Green Bay in that division now. Because look who's they, heating up. They look like they might be a six <laughs> or seven in this thing, but who knows? If Detroit starts to go south, then maybe my prediction of Detroit. I, I think sure, all the games are super important, and you know, but the the last one, I think that's the one that the Detroit game is the one that's going to matter. Whether you you whether you, how you get seated or potentially maybe uh, you know maybe it might win the division for you if you you get to that point. Uh, I understand that logic for sure, but (laughs) (laughs) this weekend, uh, excuse me, against the Eagles, there's nothing I want more right now than to beat the crap out of them this weekend. Fans bothering you a little bit? Yes, you can hear it in my voice. And, and, And you guys get it all the time on Twitter. You know best to not feed mm. into it. or <laughs> But man, or selectively these people are driving me nuts. But, <laughs> we feed into um, it selectively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, because you guys are not afraid to respond or quote tweet and Brian is really good at that too. Uh, but right now, yeah, my focus is on this weekend and just like embarrass them, hopefully. Hopefully it's not a, a very close game. But also it goes just... to that point, it also goes to, to morale going forward. <clears throat> I mean, you, you lose a, a close one in Philadelphia. Uh, you've already, you know, got blown, the doors blown off by the 49ers. Yeah, you beat a very, very capable Seahawks defense and you basically walked in with 41 points. Um, but but the narrative is still kind of out there. Like, can you beat one yeah. of the top teams? And here comes the Philadelphia Eagles, who just got mopped by the 49ers. And you have an opportunity to create more fractures in their morality while also boosting yours and saying, you know what, we can starting off December with a win like that and avoiding letting the Eagles sweep you. Because if the Eagles sweep you, man, it's, that's not how you want to start off this particular part of your season, the most difficult part. So it also goes to morale as well. I'll tell you this one thing. I'm, I'm actually thinking. If the Cowboys beat Philadelphia this weekend, to me it becomes even more important that they keep winning, that they don't drop a game. Because here's what typically will, here's what will happen in this situation: the Cowboys beat Philly. I think the tie among all those teams means that San Francisco beat by virtue of yeah, head to head now becomes on the one seed. On I no longer want the five seed if they're the one seed. Because that means I'd have to win week one, and then I got to go to San Francisco in week two. Well, I that's don't want unless that. unless Green Bay finds a way to beat. Somebody that's the maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust that. Yeah. I don't trust that necessarily. But but I, I get your it, point. It depends on who, it depends on who six seven is. It, right. If it's if it's uh, it could be it could be Green Bay. It, Seattle could be in that mix, mm-hmm. and maybe even the Rams. 
yeah. could be in that Rams mix. But, but the too, thing yeah. about it is I don't see any of those teams that you just mentioned, I don't see either one of them going into Philadelphia or going into Detroit and beating those two teams. So my thought is they're going to whole serve. Yeah. Dallas upsets whoever is the, the fourth seed, mm-hmm. and then it sets up for them to have to go to San Francisco in week two. That's the same scenario as last year. I don't necessarily well, want to see Did you say that. Detroit? Did you say Detroit. you were about worried about somebody not beating Detroit? Yeah. Green Bay went to Detroit just last two I, I weeks ago. I hear you. Ago. I hear you. But I'm saying in the playoffs, I trust Detroit to get that okay. done. I really do. In the okay. playoffs at home, okay. I trust Detroit to get that done. That all being said, you're right. Any one of those teams can. Yeah. We know how the NFL goes, right? Right. But my point is, I don't necessarily. I if the I never Cowboys thought win the Giants weekend, were going to beat the Vikings last year in a, in a playoff yeah, game. Right. Exactly. I, never, I didn't never thought that. And it happens every year. Somebody yeah. upsets somebody. Right. Like we always see this. But I guess the point is, I. If the Cowboys are going to beat Philadelphia and take them out of that one spot, mm-hmm. now it becomes even more imperative that Dallas is the div- division winner because I want them being able to play at home right. in those playoff games and put off that that matchup with San Francisco until the conference championship. If I can avoid them until the conference Ooh, championship, hey, that to me is, is the best-case scenario for Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't want to necessarily have to go and play at San Francisco in round two. I like what Mike McCarthy said yesterday as far as this gauntlet that's coming up. He said he's looking forward to it because this is basically uh, playoff football without the consequences of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, this is by the end of December, we are going to know what this Dallas Cowboys team is going to do in the playoffs. I'm, I mean, I'm 99.9% confident they're, they're going into the playoffs. Question is, um, how confident will they be going into the playoffs? What kind of role will they will they not be on going into the playoffs? Um, so I love McCarthy's stance on it. I love that thought process, and, and I believe that the, the locker room is bought into that as well. And it starts right here with getting that morale boost by you know knocking around the Philadelphia Eagles one week after they got knocked around by the San Francisco 49ers. And then the conversation next week is no is finally no longer um, if it's you know Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys. Maybe it's then 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles. Eagles, mm-hmm. and it's a much better conversation for the Cowboys. But yeah, then they'd have to keep winning. But I mean, they better plan on keep winning. Yeah, because, no doubt. yeah all this matters. The race is tight. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the, th- the third question now for you guys. What position most concerns you uh, for the remaining matchups? Is it defensive backs, linebackers, or right tackle? Defensive backs, linebacker, or right tackle? Already called out the safeties. That concerns you more than those? I, it, Not the defensive backs. That includes the safeties and the corners. I, I just, if you said individually, though, and I'm trying to think, because the right tackle, I think, has played very well. I think as a whole, yeah, last I'm week, it was a little bit of struggle for all the guys. Yeah. And you're going to play some teams that can really get after you. Yep. We found out that they, when the right tackle doesn't play very well, they lose games. And so I think that would be a concern for me right now. But I am concerned about the safety play here. I would go with defensive backs um, and not not cornerbacks. So I'm with Brian. I would pull the safeties out of that. And, and being more specific, I would pull Malik Hooker out of that as well because I think he's, for the most part, been playing some really good ball. But let's be clear here. Let's be clear. When you say pull the, the cornerbacks out of it, cornerbacks were having some issues this last game. Bland had a bad day of the office and, until he didn't. Right. And, and yeah. by the way, that that's the kind of player he is. So when you're going to match up against well, a Tyree Kill – Hmm? And you're going to match up against uh, a Diggs. Until he did. You know, you're going to match up against, I mean, you're going to match up against A.J. Brown. Like you were matching up against some of the best receivers in the NFL. 100%. I hear what you're saying, but the cornerbacks have to be a part of that conversation. Uh, that's as well, fair. Right? And, and while that's true, it's also true that it's the same cornerback unit that put the clamps on Puka and Cooper Cup. It's the same cornerback unit that uh, when they went into Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah, other than a 
perfect throw down the left side to Devontae Smith that was indefensible and A.J. Brown getting that touchdown. For the most part, they bottled up those receivers for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, wild to your point, Bland did struggle the past couple of uh, weeks as far as yardage allowed before he put the clamps on and said, this is my interception and or this is my pick six. That's viable. That's a viable concern going forward. But I counter that by simply saying there's also enough film to say I have I have enough confidence in the fact that Bland and Gilmore can get the job done. Um, but when you look at the safety unit, I believe Hooker is playing very well. Uh, now, one player to notwithstanding, um, I've seen better play from Curse over his previous seasons, but he's starting to kind of come on. But he's you know, battling some injuries. My concern there is the I still don't see primo Donovan Wilson yet. That's So when we're talking about safety play, that's my concern right now is I've seen flashes of Primo Dono on the field, but I've not seen the 2022 or 2021 Dono yet. And hopefully that Dono arrives in December because keep in mind, again, this is a guy who didn't have any training camp because of calf strain. But at the same time, we're having this conversation now on December 5th. Yeah, so December 5th. So now more and more that particular, not excuse, but that reason becomes less of an actual talking point. So when it comes to the safeties, I know Curse is battling some things um but for the most part i kind of agree with brian outside of malik hooker i have not concerns about donovan wilson i'm just wondering when he kicks back into 2022 mode and how healthy is j ron curse going to be going into this cold stretch when you have to go to buffalo and you're in december um so yeah i'm I'm with brian on that one and i'm terrence still terrence still will be fine i've said it before and he was i'll say it again he will be yeah i think so too as far as terrence still uh for me the number one thing would be limiting uh, penalties, discipline as a whole, defense as a whole. Um, And then going to the secondary, I think in general, safeties and corners, I think they... They give up some big plays at times, and you're about to face some really tough teams that can score points. So big plays. that's yeah, going to be that's going to be a like, battle there, and I think that as a whole does need to improve because now you're going to end up having to play hopefully not like the catch-up game where now you're depending on your offense to be able to keep scoring the amount of <clears throat> sorry the amount of points that they have been able to score so far. Um, in the last month. So I think discipline and then just try to not give up as many big plays and yeah. because you've we've seen a lot of those recently. I'll throw this out there, and we, we've talked about a lot of those other teams and what their skill positions look like, but George Kittle had a really good day against Dallas. Three. Mm-hmm. Guess what? In that week against Detroit, that little rookie, he can ball. Sam LaPorta yeah. is yeah. playing his butt off. Yes, yeah. That's going to be a challenge. Yeah. On top of the receiving mm-hmm. threats that they got, got and the speed they got with yeah. Jameer Gibbs in the 100%. backfield, there is a contingent of athletes on that Detroit offense that are really, really good. So yeah. I think all four of these weeks, you can go in there and say every single week yeah. there are athletes you're going to have to match up with, and it's going to be a challenge. Detroit is the closest thing to San Francisco you're going to see other than San Francisco yeah. because of their offensive line. Their quarterback doesn't make mistakes. They've got skill on the outside, they got to tie it in, and they got a physical running game. Yep, that's a that's and a, a running game that can break any and, play and, and, and take and it if to the you house. Look at if you look at their defense, they don't let you run the ball. 
that's one that's one of their big things too. They do a really good job with Aiden Hutchinson and those guys. Uh, they 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 play really well up front. And also give a ton of roses to to Dan Campbell. I mean, this is a coach that went in and and reversed the entire culture of that organization. He has them mm-hmm. believing, he has them bought in, and they're playing like their hair is on fire. They're playing like they have nothing to lose every single week. So yeah, not only are they scrappy, but they're as talented as they are scrappy, and they are as well coached as they are scrappy. So yeah, the Detroit Lions are going to be a problem. All right, we're going to take. Win our it fi- for Jimmy. We're going we're to take our <laughs> final break. We'll take our final break. We'll come back, and I'm going to turn it over to these guys. Amber's got a game. Patrick's got lab coat. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change, a proud partner of the Cowboys, is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. The 2024 NFL Pro Bowl games are taking over Orlando and the roster is up to you. Cast your ballot for the 2024 Pro Bowl games. Vote and send your favorite Cowboy players to compete in the ultimate AFC and NFC showdown this February. Vote now at ProBowl.com slash vote. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Amber, it is your turn. What you got? No, it's Patrick. It's you want Tuesday. Pat to go first? Well, yeah, it's Tuesday. It doesn't matter okay. to me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. And then I'll That's finish fine. off. Uh, right. Beamer, bring me in. Yes, science. Nice. All right. So for this week's lab coat, ladies and gents, we are going to go with the number seventy-eight. Again, the number seventy-eight. Um, this Steele. is a metric of say again. Terrence Steele. Terrence, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Uh-huh. Um, it fits. This is a measure John of back in the day. series conversion is that rate. From Yellowstone. 
No. Oh, I need to get into Yellowstone. I keep telling myself so to start it. Once so I start it, it's over, though. Like, got to so have good. time to binge uh, an elite show like that. Um, so, 78, series conversion rate it measures the rate at which teams convert a given series of downs into another set of downs. So, uh, to put that in layman's terms, it's the success percentage for the Cowboys or any NFL offense as far as earning another set of downs, be it first, second, third, fourth, doesn't matter. It's about earning the next next set of downs. Cowboys right now are 78.4% success rate this season that is a massive number if you want context for that that now puts them in the top 20 most explosive offenses over the past 20 seasons and those offenses include both of Peyton Manning's offenses in Indianapolis it includes the 2007 Patriots with Randy Moss it includes the Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill era from 2016 and then 2020 then 2022 uh, and Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense did it in 2016 with 79%, roughly 79%. So Dak Prescott has been in this list twice, by the way. Um, but if you want to know how explosive the Cowboys offense has become after those first several weeks of sputtering, they are now one of the top 20 um, best offenses over the past couple of decades going through the first 13 weeks of uh, this NFL season. Have the Cowboys been in that com- been in that list, that top 20 uh, any other years? Only once. Uh, they were number 12 in 2016, which was the Tony was Romo Dak. era. No, no 20, 16 that was Dak. That was Dak. Dak. Yeah, 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 that was Dak. Yeah, I think yeah. 2014. So 2016 was Dak. They were 79.2 success rate. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dak Prescott has been on this list twice now. Impressive. If you are still questioning the ability of this quarterback, I would advise you to invest in LASIK. The, uh, it's it's – yeah, it's no doubt about that. This team leads the league in number of drives of 10-plus plays, mm-hmm. too. I mean, they, they punish people when it comes to multiple of that ability to uh, to have drives that are 10 or more plays. Now, that's 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 big in my you, book. You know, and one of the things I love about this offense, too, is uh, there there's some, t- some years— I didn't love it the first three weeks. No, absolutely there not. There was nothing to love. But there, are, there are some seasons— <laughs> you, were, you, were the, you were worse in the league in air yards. Yeah. Right. Now you're yeah. one of the top. You guys, you guys have seen it. There have been years when we've covered the Cowboys where you get a holding penalty, kills the drive. Yeah. One of the things I love about this offense is even when they're at first and twenty, mm-hmm. when they're at second and fifteen, second and like they, everything is still convertible. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have plays in the playbook that they can convert almost any situation, and that's what I love about this offense. They don't get bogged down when a penalty or, or something like that pushes them back, they typically can overcome those kinds of things. I really like that, love that about this offense. And really quickly, attribution always matters. This is from Computer Cowboy, which I'm a huge fan of, at Ben B. Baldwin on Twitter, if you guys want to follow him. Uh, he and um, Computer Stats, I mean, sorry, Cowboy Stats and Graphics, um, they are two fantastic follows as far as analytics goes. Um, so this happened to pop up on my timeline from Ben Baldwin, and it was just a fantastic stat that made me sit back and, and say to myself, wow, how quickly things have changed for this yeah. Cowboys offense. Once it started clicking, uh, it's it's next level right now. So It's, it's been impressive for sure. Now what yeah. you got? Oh. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It'll be fast. Uh, it's not a, nothing crazy. Uh, basically, I'm going to read out some tweets and you gotta guess who said it and then <laughs> okay are there people that, on the show she said no. nothing too okay. crazy no Insert it's, crazy it's, it's not here. it's not and i'll give you guys a hint because obviously there are a lot of players on the team oh these are all players players oh, okay players, gotcha players. okay i was about to say there's okay. a lot of tweets that from a could lot be of people good maybe i'll do that Especially for next time involved in <laughs> so yeah. some of y'all too going out huh? yeah me? Now, that would actually just be a good game like you just have brian or patrick and you read the tweet it's like who said it who said it halo probably they can't 
answer because they know their own tweets. But yeah, go all right. Ahead. First I just one. Wish Derek would mute me because <laughs> even I get nervous sometimes. I was like, man, should I have said that? He's like, but he know he knows me, so I got to yeah. do what I got to do. It is what it is. <laughs> Look, I've been dealing with Derek. Like, I'm like, it is what it is, man. Do your thing. Despite Be everything, smart. despite everything, Derek is a big supporter, and and he is oh, one of the biggest fans of all his. Oh, people 100%. under him. 100%. So I actually, I'm sitting back there like all the other people reading, like, ooh, oh my God. Oh, you, I chose violence today. I would like to see Derek one time do, and maybe at the end of the year show, where he reads the, his top five most stressful moments with his oh, dot com guys. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. That You're probably two fun. of them, I would at guess. Least. I <laughs> one of my tweets is making a top five. I don't know which one, but. No, uh, honestly, the, the great part about it is. If I had guys that never made me nervous, then I'd be like, I'm not hiring the right people. Yeah. Like, I need people that are willing to get out there and do it. Like, let's go. Yeah, let's you know, go. Yeah. So have some fun. One time I had Derek calling me at like 7.30 p.m. Oh, I'm I've, like, got, oh. I've gotten a couple of texts. Oh. <laughs> I've gotten a text or two. It it's, 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 it's rare, but at least once I've gotten a text and it's like, okay, you might need to pull that one back. At least you haven't gotten a call from Maryland Love back in the day. Maryland, right. No, that's the ones that are like, yeah. you don't know, like, what does it say on your phone? Like, Four nine seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you start getting those calls. Right. Oh. It's like, oh gosh, oh gosh. Oh, yeah. oh. All right, really ain't breaking news. Seen bro have that big a smile when he got off the plane. One year Thomas. One year Thomas. Thomas. He yeah. made his decision. He's a good right follow there. on Twitter, by the oh, way. Oh yeah. yeah, he's a great guy. Because he yeah. started, he yeah. started to ramp up. Like he wasn't really a Twitter guy. He and I no, had no, this conversation. Yeah. This season, um, he was just like he had after training camp. He had a little bit of time, so he kind of tapped in once yeah. or twice. And then it just went crazy. And I was no, like, he's a good right, follow bro. for sure. I was like, he's talking about person. he's talking yeah. about uh, Shaq uh, Leonard there. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. he knew right oh, away with that smile. Yeah. Uh, getting off he was the walking plane. with the security dude. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If if they have n- hold on, sorry. If they have to run double moves on you to get open, then you are doing something right. Deron Bland. You mean I think they were talking about it? Deron Bland? Oh, they were talking. Is that Diggs? Did Dick say that? Yeah, I thought he okay. said. I knew he said something about that, but I didn't know if that was the exact one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah, yeah about, about their own yeah. plan. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I really don't see no team playing us the same. Watch any film or any game. It's sad, bruh. Curse. That sounds like curse. I thought that was curse. No. Parsons. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, I all remember. Right. I remember the tweet. It's I just definitely said, it's a the fraud part at the end. Bro, could you listen to his podcast? It's a lot of bro, bro. He does a fine is. job on that too. By the way, yeah. I think he's oh, really yeah. super he's, honest about. Yeah. Like he's not afraid to throw like other people ahead of his teammates, which is kind of crazy, you know, yeah. itself. But he's, you know, he, he but does when it. you play like he plays, people yeah. respect it. Yeah. Like it, you're gonna they they can respect the fact that if you're giving an honest. You give Absolutely, it yeah. was a good job. Yeah, uh, boy, you're the best player in the NFL right now. I'm working to get where you're at. See, I would have thought this that was would have been Micah. Um, mm. it's a defender. It's you think Micah would be like, boy, you're I the th- best. <laughs> This is CD Lamb. As long as it's not a pass rush. CD Lamb, right? <laughs> no, this is on uh, on defense. defense. On defense, okay. You'd have, uh, Another Parsons one, probably. Curse? No. Malik? Coker? No. Free me? Sam Williams. Oh, Sam Williams. Sam Williams. He, he, he was, that's when Micah replied, free me then. Oh, he was talking. And then he co-tweeted him saying oh. he's the best player in yeah. the NFL okay. and that he's working okay. towards gotcha. being like him. Got gotcha. it. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, 
This one, it's old hmm. from earlier this, but I just saw it and Tony thought it Dorsett. was funny. No, not that old. Oh. From May. From May. Um, if you saw me at the Home Run Derby today, no, you didn't. Someone who. <laughs> Micah? Was, no, Micah's pretty good. Wait, Jake Ferguson? Someone who didn't play that good. Oh, oh, oh. If you like saw that. me there, no, you, you didn't. Yeah, forget that you saw yeah, me. Yeah, forget you saw me there. That's actually funny. I don't know who He's it was. He's one of the funny. funniest guys on the team. Is it offense? Defense. Defense. Lords? Oh. Close. <laughs> no, no. You're warm. Oh, Osa? Osa. 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 Okay. Oh, next, Osa. next door. <laughs> Very close. Very <laughs> next door. Osa. Was Osa that bad? <laughs> I guess so. I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> it was like love your Osa. The baseball's hard. It is. It's it's hard. Hard. Baseball's hard. And that's yeah, why. It's, it's, very hard. That's it's why hard. it's awesome. Yeah. That's why it's awesome. Um, <laughs> I guess last one. LOL. Every week I see MF trying to replicate where I rush from. It's only one of me, man. That has to be Micah. He's one of the best yeah, okay. best ones to come up with All some right. uh, no, spicy tweets yeah. on there. Uh, but yeah. I like that game. Spicy tweets. We ought to do that. Spicy we ought to do that more often. That's fun. I'll we, take I'll take some from yeah. the host on this. Oh, they, podcast. they got some spicy ones out there. <laughs> the, I, I doubt I could find some of yours. Oh, there. oh no, you can if you go back through his Texas back and You go over the Texas to college. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not Man. talking about the Cowboys like that, <laughs> yeah. but Texas, yeah. you can get me going. On Texas, yeah. you definitely get. I had a little one we this played, played, with my guy Steve. We played a game yesterday on our show mm-hmm. called "Is this a real or false bowl game sponsor?" Oh, like, gosh. okay, that's actually. Oh a man, that's, that would be a goal. Okay, <laughs> let me like, do Pop-tarts. one. I'll do All one. Right. I'll do one for you here. Right. Okay, since we got bowl season coming up. All right. Okay. Is the is there a such bowl game as the Boudreaux's butt paste bowl? Please say no. It's got to be no, no. Is this so a real sponsor? No. It's so real ridiculous. It has to be yes. It's sponsor. so ridiculous. It has to be true. That has to be true. Fake You're saying fake because it has to be everybody true. knows what it, it's a it's a it's it's yes. a whack. It's a cream for little kids yeah. for diaper rash and right. stuff. Boudreaux's right. butt paste. No, you I, say fake. I say fake. Because it I is hope a real it's thing. It's got to be a real real. Thing. It's got to be a real thing. Uh, I'm fake. It's fake. Okay. How about this one, real quick? Mr. Zog's sex wax. Oh, that's for surfboards. No, no, no. You can't no, do that, can fake, you? Fake, real, fake. real. That's fake. Oh, <laughs> you can't do that. How about this one? Scooter. <laughs> I shouldn't use this because we got a coffee sponsor here, so I won't do this. Okay. How about slap your mama? The slap your mama bowl. That's a. I've Cajun, actually tasted that. Stay, that season. Cajun Creole seasoning. Yeah. Slap your mama bowl. I bet that's real. Yeah, that sounds like it could I be real. I bet that's real. Yeah. I, I mean, one of them has to I don't know real. if they got enough no, money for something real. like that, that, that though. That's also like, part of it. Yeah, that feels like some, uh, now I'm not going to put a region to it, <laughs> but yeah, I, this is, <laughs> like that seems real. Yeah, that seems real. That's fake. Yeah. Okay. How about on the final one? How about this one? The Tony the Tiger Bowl. Oh, that's Tony Tiger real. Bowl? Yeah, that seems real. That sounds real. Yeah, some frosty That's flavors. Kellogg's, right? Yeah, Kellogg's. Well, Tiger. giving everything to how you're going, I'm going to say fake then. That's real. That's the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you should have went with your gut. <laughs> that's why I don't go to casinos and bed or do any of that. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We start jumping into Cowboys versus Eagles. Hopefully my voice will be back. Until then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?
Get down! Get down! 